If you're thinking about raising the prices in your business, but you're a little bit afraid to do so because you don't know if all of the leads are gonna dry up or what if I offend my repeat customers? Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. There are two ways that you can charge more for your product and service, and I wanna teach you how to do both of those things today so you can charge more in your business. You're listening to The Brandwell Podcast, the business podcast for side hustlers and creative entrepreneurs who want to take their business to the next level. Your host, Victoria Marcoulier, is a wife, mama, and the owner of a branding studio she built from the ground up, Brandwell. With each episode, Victoria and her guests share the behind the scenes of how they built their dream career and give you the expert advice you'll need to build yours. Learn how to show up confidently online as we cover everything from social media, website strategy, email marketing, and a little bit of that mompreneur life in between. Here's your host, Victoria Marcoulier. This is a hot and juicy topic today because who doesn't want to charge more for their product or service, right? And there actually is a reason not to charge more, and I'm going to cover that. But first, let's talk about why you do want to charge more for your product or service, or maybe when to know when it's time to raise your prices. Here's number one. If you have been in business for a while now and you feel that you now have the expertise and the experience to raise your prices, that's a really good reason. Number two, you've recently invested in a rebrand and now you're ready to target a higher tier customer because you have now a more elevated brand. The third thing is you're overwhelmed because there's so much demand for what you're offering, you can't keep up. This is probably the most obvious and natural reason to raise prices when you realize that so many people want what I have, I don't have the time to do it, there's only one of me, I'm just gonna charge more. I feel like most people get that. Um, But you know, I still see all the time people if you're a service-based business, people booking out months and months and months in advance. And I look at that and I'm just so confused because my natural response to having more demand for website design was, I'm not gonna turn these people away or make them wait six months so they can work with me. I'm gonna hire the right people and I'm gonna book them right now so that they can have what they want when they want it. The next thing is, you're not attracting the right audience. And I don't think um, this one is as obvious, but it's so important. So if you are charging a certain amount and you find that you're just not getting those ideal clients that you really wanna work with, sometimes you need to look at your pricing and see if that could be the reason. Um, A good example of this would be if you are a event planner and you really wanna work with those high-end wedding and event clients, but for whatever reason, you're still booking these really budget-friendly brides. Well, if you look at your pricing and compare it to the other industry rates and what the industry standard is, if you're not at the top end of the industry standard, you're not going to attract those higher-end brides and events, right? You're going to attract the budget-friendly. So sometimes you do need to look at what you're charging and see if that could possibly be the reason why you're not attracting your ideal client. So now let's look at when you might not want to raise your prices because sometimes it could be detrimental to your business to raise your prices if you're not ready to do so. The first reason not to raise your prices would be if you are brand new to your business 
and you're struggling to get enough leads. So if you just open your doors or if you just launched your website and you're not getting a lot of clients or any clients, let's not jump right to raising prices yet because you wanna establish that clientele, get their feedback, and then decide whether or not it's time to raise prices. The second reason you would not wanna raise your prices is if you're trying to build out your portfolio or gather a lot of customer reviews and you need a lot of client volume in order to do so. Uh, This was huge for me when I started Brandwell, which started just as me freelancing website designs for clients. Now, I never did a free website for anyone because if you have ever dabbled in website design, you know how time consuming it is. Um, it can take months to build a website if you're doing it the right way. And I didn't feel that I was I was able or willing to give up that much time for free. However, I did it at a super discounted rate because I knew I needed to gather some reviews. I needed to build my portfolio. So I actually had something to show and something to stand on when I was ready to raise my prices. Uh, The last reason not to charge more for your product or not to raise your prices right now is when you're at a sweet spot, you're getting consistent business, you have really good margins, so you're making a profit, and most importantly, you're attracting the right audience. This is where I have found myself right now in this season of my business. I have raised my prices quite a few times over the last few years, but right now I'm pretty committed to keeping my prices where they are at least for the remainder of this year because I, I'm at a sweet spot. I get roughly, you know, the same amount, if not a little bit more each month of business every month, month after month. I'm able to provide my team with consistent work. I have good margins on what I'm doing. I can still, you know, pay my team, pay all of my software and backend fees and have a little bit left over at the end. And most importantly to me, and the reason I'm not raising my prices with Brandwell just yet is I love who I work with. I love the audience that I am attracting at Brandwell. Literally every client, this is going to sound so stupid, but every client that I work with feels like a friend. They're in similar seasons of life as me. Um, They're, you know, in their zero to three years of launching a business. They're excited because it's new. They're willing to invest, but they maybe don't have money to invest, you know, tens of thousands, which you can get up to that number when it comes to web design and branding. But right now I'm in that sweet spot zone. I don't want to change my prices because I fear that I would start attracting a different demographic and a different audience. And I really love who I'm working with now. So there you have all of the reasons to raise your prices and all of the reasons not to raise your prices. Now for the good stuff. How do I do it? If I find myself in that category of, yep, I'm ready to raise my prices, I've got the experience, I got the expertise, the demand is there, I wanna attract a different audience, then let's get into how you can charge more for your product and service. There are two ways that you can do this. I'm gonna give you both ways and then I will give you examples for each thing on how to do that. So the first is you can make your product or service better. The second is you can make your experience better. Those are the only two ways to charge more for your product. And I want you to understand that these are both so incredibly important and they don't have to be mutually exclusive. It's not like decide whether or not you wanna make your product better or decide whether or not you wanna just improve your customer experience and then raise your prices. 
if these can happen simultaneously, then more power to you. You're going to be able to raise your prices even higher if you do both of these at the same time. But if you feel like you've gotten to the point where maybe your product is as good as it's ever going to get, it's amazing, no more improvements can be made, then focus on your customer experience if you want to charge more or vice versa. If you feel like, gosh, like working with me is seriously such a dream. People would be so lucky to get to work with me. Um, but the business isn't there and you want to raise your prices, then think about how how you can better improve the actual product itself or the service that you are providing. Let's talk about the first, improving your product or improving your service. There are several ways that you can do this and I wanna give you specific examples of how to do it and even some examples of how I've done this with my business, Brandwell. The very first way is you can hire to improve your product. A good example of that, that's exactly what I did. So at Brandwell, I have now a team of designers. I have four designers who help me with our branding and our website design. And I strategically hired incredibly talented, dare I say, they're better at design than I am, <laughs> which is hard to say when you own a design business. But truly, guys, these, these girls that I have hired to design websites and brands for my clients are so stinking talented. And that was part of my strategy. I knew if I want to charge more for my product, product and if I want to be able to pay my designers a good rate, then I need to hire the right kind of talent, talent that's going to level up my service, which is website design. And it's, you know, mine is unique because in the website design, in any design industry, if you're in this, you're delivering both a product and a service. So the end product that I'm giving is a brand or a website or maybe both, but I'm also giving that service in between. You know, it takes four to six weeks to develop these things. And in that four to six week time frame, they're interacting with me, they're interacting with my designers. So hiring talent is a really good way to improve your product or service. Now, maybe you don't have a design business. Maybe for you, this looks like you're selling. Um, I have a friend who's actually going to be on the podcast very soon. Her name's Libby, and she sells um, head wraps and little bows for babies and their moms. It's like a mommy and me thing. I love it. I have every bow that she's ever come out with for my daughter, Maya. But anyways, the whole point of that is Libby has had to hire a website designers. She's had to hire people to help her tie the bows, people to help her sew the head wraps, all of these things so that she could charge more in her business. Because at the end of the day, if it's just you trying to do everything, there are gonna be some things that you don't excel at, right? That's we all have, that's the beauty of our humanness is we all have our strengths and we have our weaknesses. So you have to hire to fill in the gap for those weak points when you're at the point in your business where you're able to, and that's a really good way. Once you start hiring your business uh, to improve your product or service, that's a really good time to raise your prices because obviously you have to pay for that talent that you're hiring as well. Another way that you can improve your product or improve your service is by innovating. You can make your product or service different from all of the others on the market and that will set you apart and therefore allow you to charge more. So one of the most obvious examples of this would be Apple, right? The iPhone continues to innovate seemingly before all of the other tech companies do. And they come out with, you know, new iPhones every year, the Apple Watch, the iPads, all of these things. There's a new generation released with all of these new innovations and people are willing to sell their firstborn child to buy the iPhone. 
that's a joke. But the, the iPhone and Apple has built a brand on innovation and high quality and being different from all the rest, kind of being pioneers in that industry. And if you can do that on a smaller scale with your business where you kind of go before your competition by doing something a little bit differently, then that's a really good way to charge more because you can explain to your prospective clients and customers that, hey, this is why we're different. You're gonna receive something so unique when you buy from me. And then the last way to improve your product or improve your service is just the quality. This one might be a little bit obvious, but um, nowadays people are willing to spend a premium for certain, I'm going to use the word buzzwords, (laughs) but you're going to see this in marketing all the time. American-made, organic, cruelty-free, vegan, Like all of these things are buzzwords that there is a segment of the population that is looking for these things in what they buy and they are more than willing to spend a premium to get it. It's why we are more likely to go to Chipotle over McDonald's because Chipotle, what do they do? They advertise how their cattle is free range and you know it's organic grass-fed beef. These are the kind of things that we just feel better about ourselves when we make these investments. Um, so that being said, if you are selling t-shirts or handmade goods. Those are types of things you want to advertise. If you are, I've actually worked with a lot of people in the beauty and wellness industry lately, and they're making these um, skincare products that are all those things that I just mentioned. They're cruelty-free, they're vegan, they're organic, they're made with whole and real ingredients, no chemicals, paraben-free, all of these different things. And some of them were charging the same price as what I could go pay at CVS down the road. But you have to realize that's actually going to deter your ideal client or a potential customer because when somebody is looking for those premium or higher quality features and characteristics, they are looking and and willing and ready to spend more to get them. All right, so that is how you can improve your product or improve your service. You can hire to have better talent. You can innovate make your product or service unique and different from all of the rest. You can, um, you know, go the route of higher quality, whether that's, you know, organic. Again, I used higher quality to really talk about products, but let's say what this would look like in um, the service world. So if you are a photographer, how can you make the quality of your photos better? Can you spend more time on your Lightroom presets? Can you have an, a second shooter so that you now are capturing more moments than you would have been able to capture on your own? That kind of goes into the first point of hiring. Um, but looking at quality, what can you do so that your actual deliverable is better? So uh, another service industry would be if you are a coach, an online coach. How can you research more, educate yourself more, get more certification so that you're even more qualified to provide that coaching service no matter what field it's in, whether it's business coaching or health coaching? How can you better qualify yourself to provide a better quality product, which in the end is the education that you're giving to the person receiving the coaching? Uh, Those are things to look at to improve your quality if you are a service-based business. So there you have it, how to improve your product or your service to raise your prices. This episode of the Brandwell Podcast is sponsored by The Template Shop. 
The Template Shop is my resource for those who are branding on a budget, and specifically, I wanna feature two templates today. I have a welcome packet template and a pricing guide template. We're talking all about leveling up your customer experience, and the best way to do this is to give them a positive interaction with your brand from the moment that they start working with you. So if you are in the creative space, if you're a photographer, an event planner, a designer, an online coach, then you need to have a welcome packet. As soon as somebody signs up to work with you and they invest their hard-earned dollars with you, make sure that you are spelling out for them what the experience is going to look like so that any of their questions or hesitations are addressed early on. I started using a welcome packet for my customers after they would sign on to design a brand or design a website with me, and the feedback was phenomenal, and also it saved me a lot of time answering questions that I would get over and over again. So go to brandwelldesigns.com slash the template shop to check out the different welcome packet and pricing guide templates we have to offer. Now I wanna look at how you can improve your experience. This is a topic that makes my heart happy. I am constantly looking for ways to improve my client's experience with Brandwell. And I wanna give you some really good examples of how you can do this. The first and probably the most obvious is your customer service. So are you available to your customers when they have questions, whether it's before, after, or during the purchase process? I'm sure we can all think of a company, if we close our eyes, think really hard of a purchase that we've made in the last year where something wasn't as expected or we just had a question about whatever it was that we were ordering and reach out and crickets on the other end. People don't communicate. You never hear back from customer service. Uh, that really affects your willingness to buy from that company again, doesn't it? So you wanna make sure that your customer service is, is top notch. If you are going to charge a premium for your product or your service, the customer service needs to be there. People are looking for positive interactions with customer service teams. And maybe your customer service team is you. <laughs> I view myself as the owner of Brandwell, even though I have a team of designers, I view myself as the ultimate customer service representative because I am the face of the brand, right? Right? I am the one that's showing up on my website and on social media, talking about my product, talking about the experience that you'll have when you work with us. So if I don't deliver on that, or if anyone on my team doesn't deliver on that, then it's my job and my responsibility to make things right. So keep in mind, if you are the face of your business, you are the customer service representative. Now, whether or not you choose to have a VA or an assistant or somebody who you know, mans the inbox and actually does the responding, make sure that you're present. Make sure that you are keeping a pulse on the happiness of your customers. That's really important, guys. And a critical piece of whether or not you want to be able to raise your prices. Make sure that you have good customer service at your company. The second way to elevate your customer experience so that you can charge more for your product or service is your branding. 
Your brand changes the way people feel when they interact with your product or service. A really good example of this is SoulCycle. I don't know if any of you guys are spin junkies like I am, but I have a sister who lives in Brooklyn. So every time I go visit her, we go to SoulCycle and we do a spin class together. And I, I've taught spin classes. I've attended hundreds of spin classes at all different types of gyms and studios and nothing compares to Soul Cycle. It is a movement, you guys. And when you're in there, they have worked so hard on building their brand and their experience that it has truly created a community where they can now charge $68 for a tank top that says Soul Cycle on it. And I may or may not be willing to buy it. (laughs) But truly, that's the difference that a brand can make. You create a community where people want to be a part of it. It's so much more than the actual deliverable. It's the experience of interacting with that brand and then being able to represent that brand. If you can get to the point where people are so into your branding that they actually want to wear it or tell other people about it or share it on their social media, that is when you are going to be able to charge so much more for your product. That's why I spend $40 to do a 45-minute soul cycle class as opposed to going to the one that is included at my Y membership because it's a brand, it's an experience, it's a movement. If you invest in branding and you have a beautifully built, cohesive brand that changes the way people feel when they buy from you, you're going to be allowed to charge more for your product or service. The third way to level up your customer experience is to focus on your packaging. So this is mainly for those of you who are actually selling goods and shipping out products, but make sure that your packaging reflects your pricing. So if you're already charging a premium for whatever it is that you're selling, but your packaging does not line up with that, tell me there hasn't been a time where you've ordered something from a company and you've spent a lot of money and then maybe it came and either the packaging was damaged or you were just super unimpressed by the way that that product was shipped to you or delivered. That affects your interaction with that brand and it's probably gonna affect your likeliness of whether or not you're gonna buy from them again. So make sure that your packaging, it goes back into branding. It should create a feeling inside the person that's opening it where they're like, wow, this is incredible. They have a positive interaction with your branding when they open whatever it is that they ordered. You're far more likely to get repeat customers if your packaging is on point. Another way to do this is by offering loyalty incentives. So this could be within your packaging, but offering a discount on their next purchase. Or if somebody signs up for your newsletter, offering them, um, you know, 15% off your service or your products, whatever it is. But giving loyalty incentives is a really good way to kind of add some value and create a better experience for people who are buying from you. And speaking of adding value... That's the next part that I want to talk about when it comes to customer experience because I think we we associate customer experience with the short amount of time that that person is working with us. So if that is, if you're selling a product, that's the time they land on your website, their checkout process until they receive the goods and they're happy with them. That's kind of the customer experience that we're thinking about. But 
it can go so much further than that. And if you have a service-based business, for me, I said it takes about four to six weeks to build a brand and a website for a client. But that is not where, when their website goes live, that is not where I want my relationship with that client to end. I want to continue adding so much value where they have such a positive experience with my brand that even if they don't need anything from me anymore, they're willing to refer others to me and tell other people about what their experience has been like. And a really good way to do that is by constantly adding value. One of the easiest ways to do this is have an email list and send them information all the time that's going to benefit them. So stop using your email list just to sell your product or to announce new product launches. That's perfectly fine to do that every once in a while. You definitely want to monetize your email list. But more often than you're selling, you should be providing value, giving your customers or your prospects free content that's going to help them for where they're at in their season of business or their season of life. This whole podcast came about because a lot of my past clients kept coming back to me with questions about how do I do this now that I'm at this stage of my business or what did you do when this happened as you were growing your business? And I decided, hey, I'm gonna go on and I'm gonna answer all these questions. So even long after somebody is done working with me and they have their website, they can keep coming back for more and more value. So think of ways that you can add value long before and long after their interaction with your brand for the product or service that they're buying is over. There you have it, friends. That is all that I have to share with you on how you can raise your prices in your business. I hope that you found this helpful. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. It would mean so much to me. And if you would like to be on the Brandwell podcast, you can go to brandwelldesigns.com forward slash podcast and apply to be my next guest. Thanks for tuning in to the Brandwell podcast. If you're a side hustler or creative entrepreneur looking to take your business to the next level, subscribe to the podcast so we can continue to cheer you on week after week by providing practical advice on how to grow your business. For show notes or to learn more about what we covered in today's episode, head to brandwelldesigns.com. Until next time, keep branding well.